Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me again on the Word Podcast. Uh, we're over in the book of Daniel, chapter 11. We're in the middle of chapter 11. And in the previous episode, we read through verses 20 through 35. I'm not going to take time to read through all that again, but I, I did want to just talk about it a little bit. So we just basically read it and just pointed out a couple things. That was it. <clears throat> Remember, there's a, another king that arose. And this one is described as a despicable person, okay? And that he rose uh, during a time of tranquility, that he practiced deception that it was uh, schemes that he had devised that allowed him to stir up his strength and courage and to uh, to overwhelm with really small forces what was going on. And it mentions that he um, uh, turned the people of the covenant, okay? People who turned away from the covenant, that he deceived them. Well, who, who are these people of the covenant, you know? Well, let me find it. verse 20, 20 is one of Then he will return to the land with much plunder, but his heart will be set against the holy covenant. He will take action, then return his whole land, his own land. He turns against the holy covenant. He turns the people against the holy covenant. Well, who are these? What is that holy covenant? Well, I think it's the Jewish people. Okay, I think it's the people of the Lord. Okay. And what he does, he practices deception, and he tricks them in some things. He makes them think that all is going to be well, you know, that he is, quote, on their side, all that kind of stuff. We'll do all these things. And uh, see, his heart is set against the Holy Covenant, and he turns those who deny the covenant away from it, okay? Even people like that. Well, he becomes frustrated in everything that's going on, so he finally comes in, and verse 30 said that he's enraged at the Holy Covenant, and he takes action, and he shows regard for those who forsake the Holy Covenant. So what is that? That's verse 30. He's showing regard. In other words, if you will turn away from your faith, if you'll turn away from the Holy Covenant, then I'll show regard for you. I'll protect you. But if you don't, then here's what's going to happen. Verse 31 then said, Forces from him will arise, desecrate the sanctuary of fortress, and do away with the regular sacrifice, and they will set up the abomination of desolation. Hmm. Remember? Remember what Jesus spoke in Matthew 24 when you see the abomination of desolation? Right? Now, this is where it gets really interesting. <laughs> Antiochus Epiphanes, uh, the fourth. Which is an interesting name. Antiochus Epiphanes literally means uh, <coughs> God manifest in the flesh. And he gave himself that name. He's the one that desecrated the fortress. And he did this before Jesus was born. I want to say 160 years before, right around there, 170 years before. He desecrated the temple. He actually offered a, a pig on the altar, that type of thing. He did horrific things to the Jewish people. And the Jewish people referred to that because it, it was the abomination of desolation. It made the holy uh, temple abominable. It was desolate. 
And a lot of times people say, well, then what? Uh, Daniel was speaking of in Daniel chapter 9, then it was fulfilled right here. And this abomination of desolation here in Daniel chapter 11 was fulfilled with Antiochus Epiphanes. You know, I can totally understand that. And I think what Antiochus Epiphanes did uh, undoubtedly was an abomination of desolation. But it's not the one that Jesus is speaking about. Now, why is that? Think about it. <laughs> every time I get every time I get confused on this, I have to draw myself back to this point right here. Jesus said in Matthew twenty four, "When you see the abomination of desolation taking place, it's spoken of by the prophet Daniel." Jesus was speaking of that as being yet future. What Antiochus Epiphanes had done was a couple of centuries before Jesus. It wasn't future. It was past. So there's going to be another time. There's going to be something else that takes place. I think Antiochus Epiphanes was just a foreshadowing of what's going to happen with the man of lawlessness, the Antichrist, who will do the same type of things. What we see here in verse 32, by smooth words, he will turn to godliness those who act wickedly toward uh, uh, what well, godlessness, not godliness, godlessness, those who act wickedly toward the covenant. He's going to turn people away from the covenant. He's going to turn the Jewish people away from the covenant. He's going to seek and attempt to turn even those who are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ away from the covenant. If you're a true believer, you will not turn away. If you're a false believer, you're likely to turn away. And he says that this will happen, but the people who know their God will display strength and take action. This is the thing that I want us to see, because these three or four verses right here are so encouraging to us. The people who know their God will display strength and take action. During the days of Antiochus Epiphanes, there were people who knew their God who did that. They displayed strength and they took action. They came from the, uh, a Maccabee family. Ever heard of the Maccabean Revolt? The Maccabean Revolt was actually a group of priests led by a guy out of the Maccabean family who said, thus far and no more. And they resisted, and they drove Antiochus Epiphanes away. They killed him. Okay? And they purified the temple, and some really cool things. Even the celebration of Hanukkah comes out of what occurred there. Okay, <clears throat> So these people will display strength and take action. They did then. They will in the future. Then verse 33, those who have insight among the people will give understanding to the many. Yet they will fall by sword and by flame, by captivity and by plunder for many days. So he's telling us that people who know their God, that we will display strength and take action back then, now, and in the future, folks, okay? Those who have insight will give understanding to the many. That's the reason that it's so important for us to know the word where we can have the insight of the Lord, where we can give understanding. But we're to know this that there will be those that will fall by the sword. There will be those that will fall by the flame. There will be those that will be captive, okay, be put in prison. There will be those that will be plundered, and it will take place for many days, particularly among the Jews. Verse 34, now when they fall, they will be granted a little help, and many will join with them in hypocrisy. You're going to have people who will join in hypocrisy. I think particularly even among the organizational church, there will be many that will play the part and say, oh, I'm Christian, I'm Christian, I'm Christian. But they are not. Okay? They do the religious thing. They look good. They sound good and all this kind of stuff. They're very active in their religious activities, 
but they're hypocrites. They're truly not saved. Then verse 35. Some of those who have insight will fall in order to refine, purge, and make them pure until the end time, because it is still to come at the appoint at the appointed time. Notice that phraseology again. It's still to come at the appointed time. In other words, this isn't the end. There's still more to come. I find that interesting that they will fall. Okay, they will. Those that have insight will fall in order to refine, purge, and make them pure. I think that's happened a lot. I can point to people right now. Some I know personally. Some that I have met, know of, who were uh, high profile. And they fell. There was sin in their life and something happened. And they were brought down from their high places of esteem. And people think, well, their life's over. No, 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 no. God allowed that to happen to where they would be refined, purged, and made pure until the end time. For the work of the service of the kingdom in the end time. I dare say that's happening to a lot of us. We're being refined. We're being purged. We're being made pure until the end time. Because the Lord wants to use us to bring even more into the kingdom. Uh, Again, Daniel chapter 11. Go back and read it. Meditate upon it. I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode.